I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. What a day for England. It, uh, it started off well, indeterminately, really. Um, tactics perhaps not as, uh, as razor sharp as we'd like them. The bowling perhaps not as razor sharp as we'd like it. We had a, a night watchman lasting for 80 deliveries or so. Um, and yet, at the end of the day's play, this England side, they never know when they're beaten. They've had run chases, two most extraordinary run chases already in 2019, albeit one of them was in uh, white ball cricket in the World Cup. Uh, Headingly, of course, was uh, was quite incredible. Ben Stokes' heroics there. Um, and it's all set up for another similar sort of day. 255 runs to win. Nine wickets in hand. A pitch that appears to have gone to sleep. And would you believe it, a man who definitely hasn't slept particularly well over the last couple of nights. I don't know whether he's been sick as well. Is uh, England's batting coach and uh, my former teammate, Graham Thorpe, who's joining us out here on the field. Um, Graham, what a, what a fantastic start to... Uh, what looked at the time to be a pretty impossible run chase and now you are more than possible more than likely that something could happen tomorrow well we've given ourselves a chance butch um, which is pleasing um, it's been a bit of a battle this week to be honest so i mean we just chatted about the character in the dressing room really sort of every day and at the end of the day um and it's pleasing first innings with a bat we weren't pleased um we've worked hard with the ball not easy in these conditions to bowl every day as well um, especially after the first day so we're happy to be in the position we are we'll take it <laughs> well, i bet you will i bet you will there were, there were times uh, this afternoon where you, you you probably thought that that wasn't going to be possible um talk to us about the the two openers out there rory burns already shown that he's uh, he's got some serious character some serious grit the way he played against australia um dominic sibley was under a bit of pressure for some reason he's only in the infancy of his test match career but uh, 92. I think that's the, the highest opening partnership that, that England have had since Bangladesh back in 2017. You must be delighted. Yeah, I mean, we know Rory's, you know, his 15th test match, but he's showing real signs of character and, and understanding how to go about his business at the top. Um, 
Uh, get a little bit of luck, but you've got to make sure you get you, you get through that as well and try to make him pay. So it's good for him to be there, not out at the end. And Dom Sibley, we know what Dom's strength is. He's got great concentration as a player. He's, as he's, this is his third test match. Um, so he's going to have some anxieties at times. And we've got to try to make him feel relaxed as well. Trust him, play his own game. He'll develop. He will develop. So... You know, I like what I see from him. You know, it's not an easy opening attack. Rabada and Philander to come against. They're going to challenge your technique. So they battle well. We, it, it was interesting when we bowled. I mean, we, we kind of thought that it, it appeared to. Yesterday it seemed to do it more than it did today. I mean, whether that's the bowlers having to bowl every day as well. So Africa had to bowl yesterday. We had to bowl yesterday as well. I don't know. But the heavy roller on it twice. Um, I think we played a lot better today as well. Um, and, and let's hope we can take it really deep in this match again because we, the one thing in our dressing room, we will believe that we've got a chance. We know we've got a lot of hard work to go in the game, but if we can have a good first session again tomorrow, then they'll become more nervous as well. They'll be saying, get a couple of wickets and, you know, the game's over, but we know we've got a lot of fight in our dressing room. Yeah, they've lost five on the bounce, haven't they? So what a kick in the teeth <laughs> two if they lost innings. this one. Yeah. Two-man innings. I mean, when you play on pitches like this, which has favoured the ball of Thorpe over the first three days of the game, except for today, um, really, it's all about partnerships. And I think there was even times in the first innings, I thought, Denley and Joe Root play well together, 55, I think, they put on. And then, obviously, Stokesy. Uh, and Denley as well. I think they put on 70-odd. And then again, the two openers there were excellent. Yeah, look, our first innings, Baton, we're not going to hide away from it. We, we, we were disappointed. I, I think the one thing as a batting group you, you've got to know is that... <laughs> someone going on about our height, Darren. <laughs> it's got the three dwarves out here together. Isn't that sort of saying, would you yeah, believe? Yeah, we, we, the one thing which we knew in that first innings is that... We wanted to get a lead. We didn't. We're going to have to do it the hard way now. Um, but players, we want them to keep learning. You know, we've got to be a bit more ruthless when we get in, and we've got to understand what shots we can play on the surface as well. So those conversations get had uh, in the dressing room, and lads reflect. You can't be pecking away at them all day long. Um, they have to actually learn and stand up for themselves. That's what international cricket's all about. How's uh, how's your skipper up there? I don't know, he was uh, he was really struggling at times today. Um, is he going to be all right to come out and bat tomorrow? He won't have to he won't have to be wearing any sort of um, protective clothing under his trousers, will he? Is he all right? Diapers? <laughs> no, he'll be all right. Uh, no, it, it's it, it's tough. I mean, we've had a lot of illness in the camp, and at times players have been coming and going off the field. And Joe and Josh Butler today weren't weren't well. Uh, I suppose that was even more important for us today. Give him another night's sleep. Obviously, Ben Stokes wasn't so great on first day. He's back to he's back to full strength and hopefully a night's sleep on uh, Root and Butler as well will uh, will give us a good chance tomorrow. And on the bowling torpy, I mean, uh, Joffre Archer, a bit expensive at times, but confidence for him moving forward because he's not been picking up the wicket. It's not bowled at his best, and he hasn't been 100% this game. But that five wicket all will stand him in good stead moving forward. Yeah, I mean, the one thing, his attitude and his effort today was spot on. He tried to bowl fast. Um, his skill's going to continually grow as well. But as you say, if you're a fast bowler, you're going to pick up five wickets. You're going to put people, uh, you're going to give batsmen a threat. Um, as I say, that skill is constantly developing his skill. Uh, but a real confidence for him. But he bowled quick. 
And to take five wickets, you say to Conor Ray, six, he'll be disappointed at that. But the five wickets, he won't be. And you know, as a bowler, wickets give you confidence. Torby, thanks for talking to us, sir. Keep those uh, sick boys away from the well ones. And I hope you have a good night's sleep. And uh, very good luck to you tomorrow. Cheers, yep, Graham Thorpe there, the uh, the England batting coach, with a with a smile on his face. Uh, Steve Harmison's down here with me. Um, and no surprise, really, the, the, the two guys at the top of the order in particular played really well. Gutsy stuff from Sibley and Burt. They did, and I was over the moon. Sibley more than anything else because like Thorpe said there you know Rory's played you know 15 test matches he's got 100 under his belt you know simply still there trying to learn the game he's trying to understand the game trying to get to grips with the, the higher level and quality of bowlers and no higher end of quality of bowlers than Robada and, and Philander and I thought his first sort of four or five overs that he was out there showed to me that he learnt from the first innings he left two or three balls which were similar lines similar length similar bounce to which he nicked in the first innings and he left them he left them with his bat high and he left them with a little bit of authority that tells me he's learning that tells me and, he, and he, he grew in confidence and he earned the right to score some runs a bit like what Joe Denley did um, and the thing I like about the way things have gone to dear as upon well, that have been maybe he's guilty in previous couple of days is you know the execution the thought processes and decision making they were all in the positive today all in the positive today with the batting you know the left well you know they hit the ball to the boundary well they ran between the wickets very very well they didn't let Philander just just set up one end against one batsman and I think that was key to getting England off to a fantastic start yeah I, mean, I couldn't agree with you more there Goffey I'll throw the question that you uh, put to Graham Thorpe back at you um Joffre today five wickets that'll give him an enormous amount of conflict confidence he's come in for a bit of stick hasn't he in these last couple of test matches I'm not altogether sure that that's uh, as just that's justified Mm. You, you tell me what you think. Well, I think with Joffrey, I think we saw in New Zealand, I think it was a wake-up call to him because he'd had it pretty easy, let's be honest, um, over the past 18 months. He's worked hard to get to that point, by the way, uh, whether it be one-day cricket, pulling that over the are World Cup Are you Cup calling it your super over having it easy, No, but you? you know what I mean? We're not, but he's had success with it, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say. And then in the Ashes, um, he came into that first test. It was unbelievable to watch him uh, at Lords. It really was. I was there for that game. He got some stick for bowling well at Edinley. I thought he bowled well. They got five for, but he got stick for that, saying, oh, well, he didn't bowl at 95 miles an hour. But he went to New Zealand, the pitches were flatter, and he didn't look like taking a wicket. He found it really, really hard. His body language wasn't there. But I've said all along about Joffre Archie, when I came out here, first came out, I said, this tour, I expect him to take wickets because the good thing is South Africa have got bowlers who bowl at 90 miles an hour. And we all know, being ex-fast bowlers, me and Army, you don't want to be the slowest of the fast bowlers. And I think he's <laughs> under pressure to bowl that. And I think... He got a little bit carried away with it at times today, trying to bowl too quick. But do you know something? He's got five for. And moving forward, the confidence you get from that is massive. I agree. I agree with that. The, the thing I'm was... You, they say it was a, a wake-up call. I thought it was a learning curve in New Zealand. I thought it was a learning curve. Got to too. bowl on flat one sometimes. You've got to yes, but you've got to learn that this is Test match cricket, and we talked about it in, in in the lunch break. And for me, I, I don't think Jofra helps himself sometimes. Yeah, you know, he came into this Test match um, off the back of off the back of a learning curve in New Zealand. You know, me and him, me and Goffey will tell you that you know. Fast bowling's on exact signs. You, uh, it's it, it's done by there's a human element to it, and sometimes you just don't feel feel great about rhythm. And, the, and that the, was the, the biggest body is example. never the same, is it? Two days was, on the on the track. That was the biggest example. You can go from 80 mile an hour one day to 90 mile an hour the next day. And if somebody knew the formula for rectifying that, I tell you what, there'd be a very very rich man because mm. it, it, I don't think there is one. But when it came into this one, and the thing that was disappointing for me in the first innings with Jofra, you know, little little bits of things like not warming up when the captain tells you you're having a bowl. 
you know your preparation before the game you run up and bowling left hand the the, the, the we've seen the, the video when he was on a zegway it doesn't help when things aren't going well there's something to question the one thing i will never ever question about joffrey and i've been critical of him in this last couple of years is his ability his ability to take wickets his ability to bowl fast and i think once he gets into 15 20 test matches the problem i see is the ipl and the shorter format of the game coming into his coming into his cricket and then realizing how hard test match cricket is it's just whether he has the want the fight and the desire if he's got that he could be one of the best bowlers in the world of all time in my eyes because he's got everything to go with it hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, beautiful evening out here on the uh, on the park at Supersport Park. Um, the England supporters have stuck around. Actually, it's almost as though they uh, they believe that uh, tomorrow could be a special day. And why wouldn't they think that? They've had a team that have provided them with plenty of them during the course of 2019. I'm just looking up at the uh, the England dressing room. Ben Stokes, as he, is, as he does every day, whether he's feeling on top form, whether he's ill, whether he's had a good day or a bad day, is out on the, uh, on the steps signing autographs, having uh, selfies taken and uh, generally pleasing the fans. Um, you know, it's a really, really great atmosphere out here. And, and gentlemen, we've talked about the, the bowling, we've talked about Joffre and stuff. Let's throw it forward to tomorrow. Mark. These guys, they are going to believe, simply because of what they've done in the past six months this year already, that this is more than doable. We could be in for one of the great days of cricket tomorrow. We've said from the start, it's been a terrific test match uh, so far. We've had three great days of test cricket. Today, we've all been surprised by the lack of movement, the lack of uneven bounce on the pitch. It's been overcast in English conditions. It would have gone all over the shop. Tomorrow, 
the sun comes out, you might open up the cracks, they might start moving the plates there. So let's wait and see. But at the start of the day, right, let's yeah, just think about on. this. Everybody said we don't want to be chasing more than 250-ish, right? Well, we got into a situation now where we need 255 more runs to win this test match. <laughs> I still believe it would be an unbelievable chase for England to make it. To make 376 to win a test match on a pitch... <laughs> that's gone up and down and moved sideways the first three days would be would top the lot for me it would be an unbelievable performance from england yeah extraordinary and, and I, again i agree with you um any any thought as to why a pitch that that had the devil in it for the first two days suddenly went to sleep today i mean that just that surprised everybody hasn't it i can just go with the overhead conditions that the, the sun not baking on it has not made things move it's not made things a little bit uneven um in the heat making it crack and crumble that's the only thing because for the first two days this thing was going up and down it was going sideways it was going every which way but loose and the only thing we've had different is cloud cover unless, so, and, and it's unless, cooler isn't it it's probably it's, been about 10 on, degrees cooler yes, than it was on day one two heavy rollers remember johannesburg michael atherton in johannesburg they rolled that to death that pitch and at the end Alan Donald was steaming in, trying to bowl 90 miles an hour, and it was just pfft, nothing. And for the first three days, by the way, it had gone all over the shop. First four days, it seemed all over. Alan Donald were unplayable. But then on the last day, when we expected it to be up and down everywhere, it was flat. History of this Fingers place. crossed the same again. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's only day three as well. We keep forgetting that. We haven't had the sort of traffic um, on uh, on this 22 yards that you would get if this was day five tomorrow. Um, I, think it, I think it's pretty safe to say that a result will happen one way or the other tomorrow. I'm not sure we're going to see day five. Um, Maharaj got the ball to turn a little bit. Is that is that going to is that going to be a key factor for, as far as South Africa are concerned? I mentioned the fact that they might be feeling a little bit under pressure. They've lost five on the trot. Captain Fafter Plessis getting a bit of stick in the local press, etc. Um, you know, the Maharaj seemed to be able to really tie up that end to uh, to both Burns out of the rough and to to Joe Denley. Is it going to be a case of he holds one end and the quick steam in from the other, or are we just going to have to wait and see what the conditions give us tomorrow? I think we wait and see what the conditions give tomorrow. I think the, on the Maharaj, Maharaj one, I thought he was he would look dangerous out of the footholes, and the odd one sort of uh, interrupted the surface to the left-hander. So that brings when Stokes comes out there. But Stokes will probably try and slog sweep him um, like he did in the first innings. To the right-hander, wasn't a great deal of spin, a massive deal of spin off the off the straight, but we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when the, you know, the, the sun comes out and it beats down. Me, personally... I, I, see, I, I, see, I still see Rabada and Philander being mm. the, the, the danger men for South Africa. Well, we've just uh, been joined. Unexpected surprise. Uh, Henrik Nokia has, uh, has just joined us. Uh, mate, very, very well batted this morning. Uh, what was your, you know, you walked out there looking to protect Quentin de Kock uh, last night at the end of day two. You've ended up setting up a, a, a brilliant um, second innings for your team and, and making a, a career best with the bat. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, no, I just try and be there as long as possible and just, yeah, stick there, stick in and... Well, when there's scoring opportunity, take it, but otherwise just stay in, face as many balls as I can. You had to do your fair share of ducking and diving as well. The boys let you have a few, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, I'll definitely try and return the favour as well when they come in. <laughs> yeah, I had a funny feeling you might. Um, on the on the pitch this evening, when you did have uh, the chance to run in from uh, from the, uh, the from the far end downwind, um, you didn't seem to get anywhere near the same amount of um, uneven bounce as you had done perhaps in the first innings. Is there any explanation that you have for that being a, being a local lad? 
Yeah, I haven't played too many games yet, but probably got to do with weather being overcast today. Uh, maybe if if the sun comes out tomorrow, we might see something different happening again. Mm, hopefully it does. Any uh, any signs of frustration or panic with with you guys? Two hundred and fifty-five uh, for England to win, only the one wicket. That must be a little bit disappointing for you at the end of the day. Yeah, we obviously wanted to try and get as many wickets as possible, but I think we controlled the run rate very well. And um, like I said, hopefully tomorrow the conditions might go in our favour and then try and cash in when we can. All of your uh, your bowlers, yourself included, were all, all fit and firing that blow to the what was it the intercostal or thumb that you no, got hit no, on. It was, your, it was your, your intercostal muscle. That's all good? Yeah, not all good. No one's got any issues. Great stuff. Well, you're doing better than the England team are then. OK, so 255 needed to win tomorrow. Um, I guess you just got to come out. You know, you, you guys know as well as we do that, uh, that England have a, a bit of a record of collapsing. You must be thinking to yourselves, we get one, we get three or four. Yeah, 100%. We must just stick to what we do best. And um, like I said, even if we don't get wickets, just try and control the run rate and, and build as much pressure as we can. And then whenever that those wickets come, try and take as many as possible. Great stuff. Thank you for coming over. That was an unexpected surprise, unexpected pleasure. Uh, Henrik Nokia uh, has just joined us here on TalkSport 2. Um, gentlemen, it's going to be a cracking day, whichever way it goes tomorrow. England somehow, somehow have sort of fought themselves into a position where they might win a test match that for the, the first two and uh, three quarter days looked as though they had absolutely no chance of doing. Um, your company has been wonderful as always today, Steve Harmison, Darren Goff, uh, and that's just about it from us here at uh, Supersport Park. Um, I probably don't need to tell you, but I will anyway. Make sure you join us at uh, 7.30 UK time tomorrow morning for what should be the end of a wonderful, wonderful test match at the end of an extraordinary year of cricket. Aaron is in. He does pitch the ball up. It does entice the drive, and he thick edges it past Burns. It's uh, another blade in the back of the England team. The lead is now 200. And that is a really nice drive and it's been driven straight by Nokia for four more. This is a shot of the innings for Nokia. Now it's played out into the covers and that will be the 50 partnership as Van der Dussen pulls his partner through. Broad is in and Van der Dussen props forward, drops it into extra cover and runs through for his maiden test match 50 and it's been a quite brilliant one could be a match winning one England are starting to look ragged out there you'd think you were bowling at I don't know you'd be bowling at Virat Kohli or something with a field like this Archer in and that's very very straight and very full huge appeal and up goes the finger of Chris Gaffney Messi van der Dussen bows his head but I think he can hold his head up pretty high in what has been an excellent innings for South Africa that could well be part of a match winning effort for the Proteas. Short and uh, De Kock, oh, he's absolutely smashed that. What a shot. Box office, absolute box office shot. Joffre Archer is still in the middle of the pitch, shell shot. In goes Archer, around the wicket, it's our back pad, he's gone. Archer has picked up his fourth, it's a sharp catch by Zach Crawley. Nokia's innings has ended, but what a knock. Ben Stokes OBE then into bowl, and it is driven, oh, and caught. What a fine catch, it slipped. Stokes in again. Oh, and that beats De Kock. Did it get the edge? The fielders behind certainly think so, and De Kock is walking. Memo to the England dressing room. If you pitch the ball up and make the batsman come forward, you've got a chance of getting a, a nick, and he's done that. Short top edge, hook shot down towards fine leg. Should be out, and is. Sam Curran takes a very good catch. And Archer has his fifth wicket. Curran in again, left arm round, and that's uh, taken. Oh, and Philander does miss out. 
on a half century. The innings from South Africa does finally come to an end. That set England a target of 376. No one's ever scored over 250 on, on this pitch, so it would be it would be a huge effort and that includes draws it's going to take someone to play a, um, an unbelievable innings for england to win this game rory burns gets a thick outside edge and it squirts through the slips before it's on lads it's on we're off to a flyer <laughs> burns always oh, wrapped on the pad there's a huge peel and it's been given lbw and wickets it's missing. missing it is missing it's off missing. stump so rory burns that little wave of the bat oh and he's edged but I think he's got away with it, yes he has. And a chance goes begging. No, it's gone straight in, straight down the channel. A first slip, they've got to take those chances, really. And again, Norkia, and that's played delightfully away off his toes by Rory Burns. And Burns just cuffs him away. Uh, there is a deep, fine leg, fairly squarish, but that brings up the English 50. So an opening partnership of 50 from this pair. This is the solidity England have been looking for for a period of time, I suppose since it, since the Strauss and Cook days. Sibley drives beautifully. It's actually gone through mid-wicket, or very, very wide mid-arm. Could be the, this be the innings of Don Sibley's short test career. Rabada in again, right arm round to the left-handed Burns who manages to get that past Gully. 76 without loss and Burns to his 50 and what a fine half-century that's been. He's played really well hasn't he Rory Burns. Maharaj then comes in for the final ball of this over and it's a caught and bold and Sibley's furious with himself and the ball has just popped back to Maharaj and England's opening partnership has come to an end with a score on 92. And it was a very very simple catch and a very soft, soft dismissal by the England open batsman. He's turned that round the corner and turned over the strike and that brings up the 100 for England. Just quickly, a huge congratulations from everyone at TalkSport to Andrew and Rachel Flintoff. He's just had his fourth child. Well, Rachel has. Short, pulled away, out through mid-wicket. That was a very rare poor delivery from Kishad Maharaj. He's metronomic normally. Maharaj in, Denley pushes it defensively out towards cover. Patrick Norkia fields. And the over comes to an end, as does the day's play. England are 121 for one. They've already had the miracle of Headingley this summer. Could it possibly be? This, this, this would be regarding South African history, an even greater and even more unlikely achievement. I'll stop you right there. There's no point bowling on an empty stomach. I'm miserable enough as it is. <laughs> the last thing I need is to go out there, bowl badly and be hungry. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 